Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. 2-0, Fernando hits it in the air to deep right center field. Butler and Brown are back. They look up. Going to go. Home run, Fernando. 25th of the year for Tatis. And the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the first. Padres get a very nice win on this Friday evening up in Oakland as they take the series opener from the Oakland A's by a final score of 8-3. Padres improve to 70-78. and Meanwhile, the A's take their 101st loss of the season. They drop to 46-101 and on the year. Sam Levitt with you here on our postgame coverage inside our San Diego studios on the Padres radio network. Great to have you with us on this Friday evening. Hope you had a great Friday and uh, settling in uh, for a uh, terrific rest of your Friday evening. Well, on a day where there was a lot of talk throughout the day here on this station uh, and beyond about what was written this morning about the Padres and and really, uh, I suppose, in some ways, some of the uh, drama surrounding the 2023 Padres and obviously those things uh, tend to happen when you have a season like the Padres have had this year with all the high expectations and the payroll and all of it well the Padres had what I thought was a relatively drama free win in Oakland here tonight really a nice win in a lot of different ways they got good starting pitching here tonight for Seth Lugo uh, six innings, three earned runs given up, five hits, struck out seven walks, one Lugo throwing a grand total of 95 pitches and a game that really never felt in doubt, even when it was a two run game. And maybe that's a function of it being the Oakland days and a team that has now a hundred plus losses on the season. Uh, but look, the Padres got out to an early start against Sean Newcomb, the left-hander uh, on the A's now, a guy who began his career with the Atlanta Braves and had a lot of success and then has really bounced around uh, the last year or so. They got two early runs in the first inning, two runs in the second, got one more in the fifth inning, and then a really a good moment, a feel-good moment for Jose Azokar with the home run in the ninth inning to really put this game away, made it go from a 5-3 game to an 8-3 game, and the Padres really felt like uh, they were in control uh, from the opening inning on. So a very nice, clean win for the Padres, who are in the midst of uh, to this point, a pretty good road trip. They lose two out of three in Houston. They win two out of three against the Dodgers and now win the series opener against Oakland. And you would say against a team like the A's, very good chance to win another series uh, up in Oakland and uh, finish up this road trip on a high note. So we'll see if the Padres can do that. But all in all, a very clean, nice win, good offense, good starting pitching, very good bullpen work from Scott Barlow, Robert Suarez, and Luis Garcia. And the Padres get a very nice clean and I think drama-free win here tonight as they beat the A's 8-3 to and a nice feeling considering you know being honest uh, you know all the talk uh, of uh, what was written in the San Diego Union Tribune uh, earlier today and there was a lot of talk about that here on this station kind of all day long so I will say it was nice to uh, have a ball game here tonight and watch the Padres put together a, a nice performance overall so good stuff all the way around and the Padres pick up a very very nice win against the Oakland A's lot to do here on our post game coverage 
When we come back, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We have all the radio highlights for you. We'll recap this game in its entirety. Plus, we may have some additional post-game audio coming from the clubhouse and uh, much, much more to get to as we wrap this one up here on our post-game coverage. Again, the final score, Padres 8 is 3. We come back with more after this on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 8 and the A's 3. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. As we wrap this one up, Padres win a second straight game. They had a very nice series win against the Dodgers in L.A., wrapping up that series with the win in the rubber game on Wednesday. Day off yesterday, went on up to Oakland, and a very nice job here tonight. Good offense, good starting pitching, good bullpen work, a very complete and clean Win for the Padres 8-3 to to begin this three-game series against the A's. A lot to get to still on our post-game coverage. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up here in just a matter of minutes, so stay tuned for that. May also have some additional post-game reaction coming from inside the Padres clubhouse. Get to our nightly awards, full out-of-town scoreboard, and uh, may squeeze in some of your phone calls coming up a little bit later as well. But first, let's recap how this one went down in Oakland. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. The Padres got off to a great start against A's starter Sean Newcomb. Fernando Tatis Jr. put the Padres on the board. 2-0. Fernando hits it in the air to deep right center field. Butler and Brown are back. They look up. Going to go. Home run, Fernando. 25th of the year for Tatis. And the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the first. Padres weren't done. Juan Soto walked. Manny Machado walked. Soto was on third base with two outs when this happened. A three-run homer in the fourth. Ball in the dirt goes to the backstop. Here comes Soto. He will score standing up on the wild pitch. And the Padres now lead it 2 to nothing. Padres then got back to work in the second. They loaded the bases for Fernando. First pitch on the way, and Fernando lines it into right center. That's down for a base hit. Cooper has scored. Batten's on his way. The throw is cut. A two-run single for Tatis, and a 4-0 Padre lead in the second. So the Padres had that 4-0 lead heading bottom two. The A's got a run back against Seth Lugo, courtesy of Shea Langoliers. Pitch the eight for the Rockies as Langoliers skies one to left. Soto chasing it back. He's at the wall. It's going to go. Home run to left field for Shea Langoliers, his 20th of the year. A's are on the board. It's 4-1 here in the second inning. Ball was hit to the moon. Hayes would get another run against Lugo in the third to make it 4-2. Fast forward to the fifth inning, A's reliever Adrian Martinez on the mound. There were runners on first and second base for Luis Campusano. 1-1 pitch, hit hard on a line in the left field. That's a base hit. Soto's going to score easily from second base. Bogarts is racing towards third. He'll be held up there. And Campusano into second with an RBI double. Padres add back on now 5-2 here in the fifth. Padres led 5-2, going to the bottom of the sixth inning. Seth Lugo still on the mound with one out. It was Brent Rooker. 
1-2 from Lugo, hit in the air, deep down the left field line. Soto back to watch. This one going to go. Home run, Grant Rooker, 25th of the season. And the A's tighten the gap a little bit here, 5-3 in the sixth inning. So we had a close game after six. Padres with that 5-3 lead. Seth Lugo, though, in line for the win. He went six innings, three earned runs given up, five hits, walked one, struck out seven. Scott Barlow, a scoreless seventh inning, one, two, three, with a couple of strikeouts. Robert Suarez, a scoreless bottom of the eighth inning, worked around a two-out walk. So the Padres still led. 5-3 to three, going to the top of the ninth inning. Right-hander Devin Sweet came on for the A's. He got the first two outs, but then he walked Garrett Cooper, allowed a two-out single to Matthew Baden. Next up, Jose Azokar. 1-1 to Azokar, hit in the air to deep left field. Ruiz goes back to watch. This one going to go. First in the big leagues for Jose Azokar. A three-run shot, and the Padres have broken it open here in the ninth inning. Little two-out rally and an 8-3 Padre lead. The man they call Sugar on the Padres ball club gets his first major league home run against a pitcher named Devin Sweet. Sugar got the home run off Sweet. Only baseball, right? Padres had an 8-3 lead going to the bottom of the ninth inning. Luis Garcia put on the finishing touch. Here's the 3-1. On the ground to the right side should be the game. Big hop for Kim runs it most of the way to first. Underhand flip to Cooper in plenty of time. Luis Garcia, a 1-2-3 bottom of the ninth inning as the Padres overpower the A's 8-3 here in game one of this series. A nice win for the Padres in this series opener. As, as again, the Padres improved to 70-78. and 78. A's dropped to 46-101. and 101. San Diego final totals, eight runs, 11 hits, no errors. For Oakland, three runs, five hits, no errors. Seth Lugo picked up the win. He improves to 7-7. Seven and seven. Sean Newcomb took the loss. He's now 1-1. One and one. And the Padres getting two home runs in this game, one by Fernando Tatis Jr., who had a home run, two hits total, three RBIs total. And Jose Azokar, his first major league home run, a three-run shot to really put the game away in the ninth inning, making it 8-3. to three. Padres go on to win by that final score. Let's go back to Oakland Coliseum and hear from current Padre manager and former A's manager, Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager, Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. A lot of good things tonight, Bob. How happy are you for sugar? Yeah, it was great. I mean, look, it, you watch him in BP, power's there. So it finally showed up in a game in a big spot like that. So I think everybody's pretty fired up out there. What do you make of kind of what Tatis did tonight? Obviously, it's all there for him, but 25-25 season, the home run, the steals, that kind of emblematic of who he is. As no doubt about it. You know, when he, when, he, when he goes to the big part of the field, hits the ball to right field and lets it travel, he gets a little better look at it. And then when he's swinging well, you know, it's easy for him. It's, he's gone through some, some struggles this year that he's probably not used to, and a lot of it has to do with probably endurance and surgeries and a lot of things we've talked about. But he's powered through, he's played, he's been durable. At the end of the day, he's putting up great numbers. You seemed a little reticent or maybe just focused in that first inning video tribute to you here. What was your kind of reaction to that? And the, the Yeah, I, you know, I'm obviously very appreciative. I mean, I, I didn't hear it very well. So, um, 
I, I, I don't know. I just, it, it gets a little bit surreal. You don't expect stuff like that. So thankful, thank that uh, the A's put that together. What happened with Kim on the slide? I think he turned his ankle just a little bit, but he felt good after that. I mean, you know, here recently, I've said I'm worried about every time he hits the ground based on how much he's played, but, you know, he shook it off and played the rest of the game, made an unspectacular play like he, he typically does up the middle. Um, so it seems to be okay. Think he'll be in there tomorrow or? It's my guess, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll check him out tomorrow. Sometimes those things get a little bit sore, but he's always responded pretty well. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from Oakland after this 8-3 win for the Padres against the Oakland A's. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres radio network as we wrap this one up. Good to hear that Hassan Kim is feeling okay. That was a bit of a scary moment when he jammed his ankle into the second base bag on a stolen base that came in the sixth inning. He would stay in the game and finish the game. By the way, for Kim, not to harp on anything negative in this game, he was 0 for 5. Uh, here tonight so we mentioned it pregame and and let me preface this by saying Kim has had an outstanding year I think you could very well argue he's been the MVP of this team okay it's been a tougher September no doubt and we talked about I think it was uh, I'd have to look it up now again but I think it was 178 the batting average so far in September another 0 for 5 so here in September for whatever reason he's slowing down a little bit um, so we'll see if he can finish the final couple of weeks, kind of get back to what he was doing really from wire to wire, uh, for the most part this year, uh, or at least, uh, really from, from May on. Um, uh, but that was the only blemish really offensively tonight for the Padres coming over five. Aside from that, the offense for the Padres here tonight, uh, was really good. Fernando Tatis Jr. Two for three, including the home run also had a two run base hit later in the game. Uh, Juan Soto base hit in this game, two runs scored. Manny Machado did taken over. He was 0 for 4. Xander Bogarts had a couple of hits in this game. 2 for 4 night. Luis Camposano, RBI base hit. Garrett Cooper had a base hit. Um, Matthew Batten had a couple of hits and a couple of runs scored. And then Jose Azokar, two hits, including his first major league home run, the three-run shot to really put the game away in the top of the ninth inning. So offensively, a lot of good stuff for the Padres here tonight. Uh, I did not know, and I'm not sure if Jesse and Tony mentioned this during the broadcast or not, and no big deal if they didn't, but I did not know uh, that, uh, and it makes a lot of sense, that uh, the A's had a little video tribute for Bob Melvin, and my goodness, he deserves it. He was a terrific manager with the A's. Uh, for for more than a decade and took him to, to six postseason appearances. But uh, I would like to see that. I wonder if they put that on social media. Would like to check that out. Certainly very, very well-deserved for Bob Melvin. And like we talked about pregame, this meant a lot to Bob, uh, clearly, to go back to Oakland, a place you know where he managed for a long time, had a lot of success. And beyond that, you have to remember that Bob Melvin is from that area. He grew up going to Oakland Coliseum, not just for games, but for concerts. And uh, it's a place, uh, a region, and, and a stadium that means a lot to him. And you know, who knows how much longer you know he'll he'll be able to go there, considering you know the A's might not play there after this year. And there's so much up in the air, you know, with uh, what's going on with that ballpark and where the A's will go and if they don't move to Las Vegas uh, anytime soon, you know, where they'll play. There's just a lot of question marks right now around that stadium, obviously, in that that organization. So, um, look, uh, obviously very, very meaningful for Bob Melvin to go back there. So that's very nice to hear that they gave Bob a video tribute. And uh, all in all, good night for Bob and the Padres as the Padres win it 8-3 
against the Oakland A's. When we come back, we'll continue to dive deeper into uh, what uh, Seth Lugo did in this game, what the offense did in this game, and much, much more to come. Again, the final score, Padres 8, A's 3. Our postgame show continues when we return on the Padres Radio Network. is at the knees on the outside corner and strike three call. Hello, Seth Lugo. Strikes out the side one, two, three here in the bottom of the first inning. Seth Lugo with a very nice start to tonight's game on the pitching side of things for the Padres, striking out the side in the first inning. Lugo would go on to throw six innings, three earned runs given up in this game, five hits allowed, walked one, struck out seven. We'll dive even deeper into what Lugo did here tonight in just a moment. Sam Levitt with you here on our postgame coverage on the Padres radio network from inside our San Diego studios as we break this one down. Padres winning the series opener again. Against the Oakland A's. Padres have won two in a row. They'll go for a series win tomorrow. Much more on that game. And Sunday's game coming up later. It's the penultimate road trip for the Padres here in 2023. They'll come back home for the start of a homestand on Monday. Final homestand of 2023. Then back on the road for one more road trip and that is it that's a wrap on the 2023 season very hard to believe we're already here on September 15th mid-September but here we are and the Padres uh, get a very nice clean win eight to three really had a little bit of everything like we've been saying nice offense early offense Uh, Padres uh, adding on a run in the fifth inning after taking initially a four nothing lead A's cut it to four to two Padres made it five to two A's made it five to three and then the Padres getting a big home run uh, three-run shots really put the game away by Jose Azokar in the ninth inning. How about Sugar? And I said it earlier. This is what I love. I, I love this. Sugar, Jose Azokar, hit his first major league home run off a pitcher named Devin Sweet. How about that? Sugar gets his first home run off Sweet. Only in baseball. Gotta love it. And uh, by the way, I just want to say, Good for Jose Azokar. Uh, I'm a Jose Azokar fan. I've enjoyed uh, getting to know him over the course of the last two seasons. He's very popular inside that clubhouse. He's somebody that uh, I watched at Double A uh, my last season there in 2021, and uh, he's a he's a, a a good a good player and a good guy, and very well liked inside that clubhouse. So that was really, and I think you could see it on the TV broadcast the way the dugout reacted. Very nice moment for Jose Azokar, who. You always felt like had the pop to get one out, uh, but never really had had done it. Or I can't even remember like a time where there was something really close. But uh, boy, he he absolutely crushed the home run he hit in the ninth inning. So good to see. Good for Jose who collects his first major league home run. So that was part of the story offensively here tonight. What about the pitching side of things? Let's dive a little bit deeper into Seth Lugo's start with our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Three and two, Lugo ready. Here's the pitch, and Butler takes on the inside corner. Strike three called. Went back to that fastball and punches him out for the second time tonight. A's go 1-2-3 with a couple of K's here in the fourth. 
Seth Lugo with a couple of one, two, three innings in this game. One in the first inning, one in the fourth inning. Aside from that, gave up a home run in the second, a run in the third, worked out of more trouble in that third inning, gave up a solo home run to Rooker in the sixth inning, but that was it. All in all, another quality start for Seth Lugo. Can't complain with that. Six innings, three runs given up. Like we've been saying, five hits, walked one, struck out seven. Nice outing here tonight for Seth Lugo. And taking a look at what Lugo did in this ball game, and and I'd like to to go look at at what he did uh, pitches wise, how he how he broke down that pitch mix in this game, and I'll tell you about that in a second once I have it pulled up here. Pardon me, uh, but look, this is what you've come to expect from Seth Lugo, right? A lot of good pitching, uh, another quality start. You know, we talked about that last outing he had uh, against the Astros in Houston, and and look, he, he got hit a little bit more than what we've uh, become accustomed to, but bounced back in a big way here tonight. And this was the kind of outing we've seen time and time again from Seth Lugo, the way he mixed his pitches here tonight. And we've talked about it before. That's part of what makes Seth Lugo, I think, so effective and so promising even in, in years to come is the fact that he throws a lot of different pitches and really can mix it up well. The four-seam fastball used 27% of the time here tonight. The sinker at 26%. We talked pregame about that sinker, how good it's been. It's been uh, really uh, one of the best sinkers slash two-seam fastballs in baseball this year. That's how effective it's been. We talked about it pregame. The curveball they used 25% of the time. We know that's always an effective pitch for him. Sweeper, changeup, slider. Again, he has this really uh, six-pitch mix. He really does. And when he has it working, uh, typically uh, it means good things. And he had it working here tonight. Again, was he perfect? No. Gave up a, a couple of solo home runs. But you know what? Padres grabbed an early an early 2 nothing and then 4 nothing lead in this game. So this was the kind of game where Padres had an early lead. And then, you know, you look at Seth Lugo and you say, hey, you don't got to be perfect. Just do your thing, put together a good start, and uh, hopefully the rest takes care of itself. And that's pretty much how it went here tonight for Seth Lugo. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We will go back to Oakland, hear a little bit of post-game reaction from Seth Lugo when we come back. May also have some additional post-game reaction from inside the clubhouse as well. As the Padres win it 8-3 to in this series opener in Oakland, post-game show continues when we return on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here inside the San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Padres win it 8-3 to against the Oakland A's as the Padres win this series opener. They'll go for a third straight win and a series win tomorrow in the middle game of this three-game set. Matt Waldron on the mound tomorrow. Pedro Avila on the mound Sunday. Much more on those matchups coming up a little bit later on. Before we get to some more of our nightly awards and I'll mix in some of your phone calls as well if you want to get them in. It's been uh, sort of a a big day of Padres news. Well, I, I don't know about that, actually. I don't know if it's been a big day of Padres news. I don't know there's, that there's necessarily been any any quote-unquote like big news. You know, I guess we did find out, according to A.J. Casville, 
Uh, Padres beat reporter for MLB.com. That does sound like Joe Musgrove is going to be uh, shut down. Well, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't sound like he's going to pitch in a game for the Padres uh, for the rest of this season, which is not uh, you know all that surprising. And, and we uh, we uh, talked about that in the pregame, and, and maybe I'll revisit kind of what AJ wrote uh, shortly before today's game. But uh, it, it appears that he will not return on the mound in a game. Uh, for the Padres the rest of this season, which with where the Padres are and what we know about uh, the situation with Joe and how cautious the Padres are being. I don't know that that was groundbreaking news uh, earlier today. So anyway, that was sort of the news before the game. Uh, If you if you know, you're just joining us here on 97.3, the fan today, the, the talk of the day. Uh, was uh, a piece written by Kevin Acey in the San Diego Union Tribune. Uh, and you can, you know, I'll, I'll let you read it and uh, see what, what Kevin had to write in, in his conversation with Manny Machado. That was kind of the talk of the day. So I say all that to say this. If you want to call in on our post-game show, talk about tonight's game, whatever else you want, you can do that. 833-288-0973. The phone number is always 833-288-0973. Before we continue on and dive deeper into other aspects of this game. I just want to say a couple more things here about Seth Lugo because what Lugo, despite a tough outing against the Astros his last time out, what he continues to do is really impressive. And the number that I think you really have to keep in mind right now is the innings pitched. Lugo after tonight. In 24 starts, and albeit this was with the time missed due to the calf injury, but still, in 24 starts, he's at 131 and two-thirds innings. That is 30 more than any year of his career. He threw 101.1 in 17 and 18 with the Mets. Then he was mostly a reliever. In 2019, same thing in 2020, started a few times in 2020, but then exclusively a reliever again in 2021 and 2022. And Lugo has made all starts this season. He's got a 3.83 ERA, very good, 131 and two-thirds innings, and he's still got two, three more starts to go. So there is a very good possibility he could end up at right around 150 innings. And keep in mind, that would be nearly or exactly or more 50 innings more than he's ever pitched in his career in a season. So this, I mean, this is really impressive what Seth Lugo's done. And again, the innings was, you know, the the number of innings he would throw this year, it was something we talked about going back to spring training. And really, I think for a lot of us sort of put a question mark on it of, okay, even if Seth Lugo is great and he's really effective, considering that the most innings he's thrown since 2019 is 80, how many innings can he realistically throw this year? And albeit, again, there was the calf injury mixed in, which which maybe saved some innings. But the bottom line is this. Over the course of the season, even with the missed time, there's a very real possibility he may get to 150 innings this season. So it's very impressive, the the number of innings and the continued effectiveness for Seth Lugo. He is truly going somewhere he's never gone before 
in his career, simply from an innings perspective. So, again, it's something to keep in mind with Lugo. This is turning into a really impressive season for him, and it's beyond just the ERA. It's beyond just the effectiveness. It's purely about the number of innings, if you want to look at it from that perspective. So, uh, it's been a really impressive year, I think, for Seth Lugo. I mean, I you know, I don't know what everybody's expectations were out there, you know, what you thought he was going to give you coming into the year, all you fans out there. But at least for me, just, again, from the innings perspective, and, and he's been effective too, really effective, I think he's given you – what you you know what you could have dreamed of Seth Lugo giving you this season and, and more I really do so he's been very 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 good really has and uh, has thrown a lot of innings with that in mind let's go back to Oakland hear a little bit of what Seth Lugo had to say about uh, this season as a whole here was uh, Seth Lugo with the media after tonight's game inside the clubhouse that you passed the point where like every start like feels like you accomplished something or does like the you know 24th start and getting to 130 innings is that a feeling of accomplishment yeah yeah i would say so um you know still working through some things as far as uh, you know my pitches and uh, you know how we're attacking hitters but um you know first time in this situation throwing this this many uh innings games in a, uh, in a season and you know really trying to see how the hitters are reacting at this point and you know use this as a learning tool in the future All right, so that was Seth Lugo after the game, again talking about uh, this season sort of as a whole and how he continues to learn and adjust. And, uh, hey, it's going to be very interesting to see what transpires with Lugo in the offseason and what exactly happens here as far as him potentially being a Padre in 2024. I'll spare you the contract details. I think we've talked about it before, but look, there is no guarantee based on uh, the opt-outs and and all the different things that can happen uh, with his contract uh, that he'll be here in 2024, but certainly he's making a case whether it's the Padres or somewhere else, you know, he's he's making a case and really proving, I think, that he is a very, very legitimate starting pitcher and can give you 200 innings next year, you know, and, and he's proven that right now with what he's done. So very good year so far for Seth Lugo on the whole and a good start here tonight. Picks up his seventh win of the season with the six innings and three earned runs given up. All right, let's talk a little bit more about pitching with our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Two balls and two strikes. Here's the pitch from Barlow. Camp hits it in the air to right field. Fernando had him played perfectly. Couple of steps to his right, he makes the catch. And Scott Barlow, a 1-2-3, seventh inning. Very quick and easy seventh inning for Scott Barlow. Struck out a pair in that inning as well, so he'll be our relief pitcher of the game. Used only a grand total of 13 pitches in that outing as well. So nice job by Scott Barlow, our relief pitcher of the game in this 8-3 win here tonight. A note on Scott Barlow because he got off to a rocky start in the first week or two after the trade from Kansas City at the deadline. But I do want you to realize he's been pretty good here for a while. 13 appearances going back to August 11th, so now over a month. 16 innings of work, one earned run given up on nine hits. That's been it. 
got a, an 05 6 ERA in his last 13 appearances. So, hey, it's not getting a ton of attention because, you know, quite quite frankly, of, of where the team's at right now. But Barlow has done a really nice job here, you know, from mid-August on. Again, last 13 appearances, an 05 6 ERA. So good for him. Uh, you never know. Could be somebody that's, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. It is going to be somebody that uh, is a part of the bullpen next year, presumably. I'm not. You know, I'm starting to forget the uh, <laughs> the details of the trade deadline and, and what all these contracts look like. Um, yes, yes, indeed, he's uh, he's still under control through uh, through next season. So hey, uh, Scott Barlow's a guy who who very well and I would assume likely going to be a part of this bullpen in 2024. So the fact that he's finishing strong here, or at least uh, with a couple of weeks to go, has really put together a nice run. That's that's good news for the Padres and for Scott Barlow, who typically in his career has been a very, very solid reliever, and that's why the Padres traded for him. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. One of the absolute greatest baseball players to ever live. 2-0. Fernando hits it in the air to deep right center field. Butler and Brown are back. They look up. Gonna go. Home run, Fernando. 25th of the year for Tatis. And the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the first. Normally 23. He gets to trot around the bases with that 2-1 on his back. On Roberto Clemente Day, he goes Apo Taco to get the Padres on the board. 25th homer of the year, 75th RBI. Got the fastball elevated up. Talking about back legging a ball. Fernando Tatis Jr., our player of the game, set the tone early. The 25th home run of the season in the first inning. Solo shot, two-run single in the second. That made it a 4-0 game. So two hits, the home run, three RBIs for Fernando. Very nicely done. And for that, Fernando Tatis Jr., our player of the game here tonight. And look, uh, you know, for Fernando, and it's something we've talked about, I, I think we... There was a night recently where we really kind of dove in on Fernando and and um, and his season. It may have been in one of those games uh, against the Astros or in L.A. I can't remember now. But look, you zoom out and you look at Fernando's numbers this season in in what has not been Fernando. I think we'd all agree at the at the absolute peak of his powers, right? But. Hey, I mean, right now, 25 home runs, 26 stolen bases. He's awfully close to, you know, a 30-30 year. He's got a 25-25 year right now, 263 average, 77 RBIs, 327 on base percentage, 795 OPS. That's the number that is is really kind of well below where he's been in, in his career in 19, 20, and 21. He's never had an OPS below 937, uh, and that was 2020 in a shortened season. 975 in 2021, which was obviously an outstanding uh, campaign. So look, uh, all the numbers are not where Fernando would want him, but there was that piece written by Dennis Lynn in The Athletic uh, last week that, you know, I think we we talked about a little bit here on the air and, you know, was was a really good look at at Fernando and, you know, and, and the reality of this season for him 
in the sense of him coming off multiple surgeries, him coming off not playing in 2022 at the major league level, him not having a, a full off season of of training and doing the things he usually does because he was coming off the surgeries. Um, you know, it was just a, a deep, interesting look at some of the limitations that Fernando had coming into this season, or I, I should really put it as how abnormal this season was for Fernando Tatis Jr. at the outset because of the lack of his typical offseason training and, and all of it coming off the surgeries. Um, so, you know, again, when you consider that, you look at the numbers overall, and we'll see where he ends up in a couple of weeks. It's still going to end up being likely for Fernando close to a 30 home run 90 or so RBI season, you know, I mean, not bad considering all of that. Now, is it again at, is it Fernando at the absolute peak of what he can do? It is not, you know, and who knows, you know, it was 2021, the peak of what he can do. I don't know. It was pretty good. It was great, but I don't know. Yeah. I think he could be even better. He's a, he's a young guy and um, we'll see what 2024 holds, but there was that comparison in the article written by Dennis Lynn last week, and in, in, I don't know if comparison's the right word, but I guess just part of the premise of the article was was comparing it a little bit to Ronald Acuna Jr., who obviously had the knee surgery, then came back last year and had a, a good year, but it was below what he had been, and you know, Acuna talked about him not really being fully healthy until the end of the year. And he came back in 2023, and Acuna very well may be the NL MVP. I mean, that's how good he's been. So there's that parallel to maybe, maybe be made with Fernando Tatis Jr., where this was sort of the, this was sort of last season for Fernando. Well, how do I put this? This, this season for Fernando was sort of what last season was for Acuna, and it makes you wonder and sort of uh, get really excited about the idea that next season, 2024, could be what Acuna is doing this season. And you look at that parallel, and I don't think it's a crazy parallel to draw. And look, I said it last week at some point, uh, my prediction is that Fernando is going to have a monster year next year. A monster, monster year. And, and I really believe that. I think he's that talented. And I think with a very normal offseason where he can do the work he needs to do, a normal spring training, not having to learn a new position unless he's playing center field next year, which I guess is not out of the realm of possibility. The point being, it, it kind of sets up for Fernando to have a big, big year in 24. So, Little uh, soliloquy there on Fernando, but he's our player of the game with the home run and three RBIs here tonight. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. Come back with more after this. I, I love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her head our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 8 and the A's 3. As we wrap this one up, Padres get their 70th win of the season. A's drop to 46-101. and Tough year in Oakland, 
But uh, the uh, Padres will take it as they win this series opener, and they'll go for a series win in the middle game of this series tomorrow. More on that one coming up here in just a little bit. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network as we wrap this one up on this Friday evening. Hope you had a great Friday, getting ready for a great weekend. Let's take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final in the major leagues today. Yankees beat the Pirates 7-5 in Pittsburgh. Marlins beat the Braves 9-6 in Miami. Rays beat the Orioles. Big series there in the American League East. Rays beating the Orioles in Baltimore 7-1. Blue Jays blanked the Red Sox 3-0 in Toronto. Jose Barrios went seven innings in that game. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., a three-run home run to provide the scoring for Toronto. Reds beat the Mets 5-3 in New York. Guardians beat up on the Rangers 12-3 in Cleveland. Twins beat the White Sox 10-2 in Chicago. Royals beat the Astros 4-2 in Kansas City. Brewers beat the Nationals 5-3 in Milwaukee. Carlos Santana hit a couple of solo home runs in that game for Milwaukee. Phillies beat the Cardinals 5-4 in St. Louis. Nick Castellanos, a three-run home run in that game for Philadelphia. Rockies beat the Giants 3-2 on a throwing error. In the ninth inning, Rockies walked it off on San Francisco. That was an interesting game for a while because Chase Anderson worked seven hitless innings for Colorado, but for a while in that game, the Giants actually had a 1-0 lead as they were getting no hit, but the Rockies end up winning the game in the bottom half of the ninth inning by a final score of 3-2. Tigers beat the Angels 11-2 in Anaheim. Tariq Skubal threw seven strong innings in that game for Detroit. Diamondbacks beat the Cubs in Arizona 6-4. You, uh, Excuse me, not Yuli Gurriel. His brother, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., hit a home run in that game. Alec Thomas, also a home run in that game for Arizona as they continue to play well. And finally, Dodgers beat the Mariners 6-3 in Seattle. Miguel Rojas, James Outman, home runs in that one for L.A. And that's a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday in the major leagues. Not that this is scoreboard related, but this is interesting. A number of different reporters around the Angels Clubhouse reporting this, and I'm just passing it along because it was reported in the last half hour, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, I'll read this tweet here from Jeff Fletcher, who covers the Angels for the Orange County Register. Uh, Jeff tweeting, Shohei Otani has cleared out his locker in the Angels clubhouse. The Angels say they will have no information on what has happened until tomorrow. Let me read another tweet here from another Angels beat reporter, um, Sarah Valenzuela of the uh, LA Times. Uh, Sarah tweeting, Shohei Otani's locker appears to be cleared out of most of his personal belongings, save for a few Angels shirts and his Seattle All-Star Game duffel. Otani's water bottle was even in the trash. The Angels declined to say anything about this tonight. I don't totally know what to make of those two tweets from Jeff Fletcher and Sarah Valenzuela. 
um, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not in the clubhouse. So <laughs> I don't know what to totally make of it. But I will say that does seem odd that his locker would be cleaned out with the season still going on. Um, now, who knows? I mean, this could be something for a reason, and and we don't know. But that just just reading the tweets seems odd that his locker all of a sudden would be totally cleaned out. So uh, I don't know what's going on there. I suppose we'll have more information on it tomorrow. But that that certainly from a a media reporter standpoint, something you would take note of. <laughs> and especially, look, when anything comes to Shohei Otani, right, it's all news because he's so important and he's such a notable player. But I just I, I, I saw that on Twitter before uh, we got to the out-of-town scoreboard and figured I'd pass it along. That is odd to read. So uh, I guess we'll keep an eye on that situation going into tomorrow. Again, the Padres win it 8-3 to over the A's. Let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. 1-1 to Azokar, hit in the air to deep left field. Ruiz goes back to watch. This one gonna go. First in the big leagues for Jose Azokar. A three-run shot. And the Padres have broken it open here in the ninth inning. Little two-out rally and an 8-3 to three Padre lead. Jesse and I often watch batting practice and marvel at the kind of pop Jose Azokar has. You just don't see it in the game very often. Well, Sugar showing off that pop here in the ninth. Three-run shot to left, and he knew he got it. How about a little Sugar? On this Friday night, Jose Azokar, a three-run home run, a blast. Gave the Padres an 8-3 lead, really put this game away. Very nice moment for Jose Azokar, his first major league home run. And again, I said it a few times now, but if you missed it, Azokar, his nickname is Sugar in that clubhouse, hit his first major league home run against a pitcher named Devin Sweet. (laughs) Only baseball. That's uh, that's awesome and a really good moment for uh, uh, for a, a good guy inside that clubhouse. And Jose Zocar very well liked inside that clubhouse and has uh, done a good job for the Padres in uh, whatever role he's been given the last couple of years. So good moment for Jose. And hey, uh, this late in the season, considering everything that's transpired here in 2023, you're you're uh, always looking for reasons to smile, right? In good moments, and certainly that one was a good one here tonight in Oakland for Jose Azokar. All right, so the Padres have won two in a row. They'll go for a third straight win tomorrow against the Oakland A's. Afternoon game tomorrow and on Sunday. On the mound for the Padres tomorrow, right-hander Matt Waldron on the mound for the A's, right-hander Mason Miller. First pitch tomorrow at 1.07 p.m., same thing on Sunday, so our EcoWater SoCal. Padres pregame shows will begin at 12.07, both tomorrow and Sunday. Waldron against Miller tomorrow, and then Pedro Avila on the mound for the Padres on Sunday. Certainly, you can uh, hope you can join us the next couple of days for Padres baseball. I will say this, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I think everybody knows out there the Padres have not won four consecutive games all season. 
They've won two in a row. They've got two more in Oakland, a team that right now has 101 losses. What I'm saying is this is a very nice opportunity for this Padres team to maybe win four in a row. It's right there in front of them to do that before the season ends. Can they do it? We'll see. But I would say a very good opportunity for them to do it. But they've got to win tomorrow first, and we'll see if they can do that with Matt Waldron on the mound. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here tonight for the Padres. Eight runs, 11 hits, no errors. They left on 11. For the A's, three runs, five hits, no errors. They left on three. Winning pitcher Seth Lugo, who improves to 7-7. Seven and seven. Losing pitcher Sean Newcomb, who drops to 1-1. One and one. Time of game, two hours and 51 minutes. And the crowd at Oakland Coliseum, 17,828. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. As always, if you missed any of our post-game coverage, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator tonight, Nick DiNucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Padres 8 and the A's 3. Talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.